Get ready to talk sports with Daryl. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver. Daryl knows the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now here's Daryl. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Man, it's been a while since we've been around. You know, we had New Year's Eve, we had Christmas Eve, and what but hey, but we back, baby, in 2019. What a glorious time it is that I'm hanging around here in 2019, getting ready to watch one of the greatest games and greatest sports that Americans love. That's called football in the national championship game that's about to start in a little while. And I was just thinking, man, I played for three national championships in my career in college. And not too many people can say that, but I actually played in two Fiesta Bowls. I uh, played in the Orange Bowl and the Sugar Bowl. And the Sugar Bowl was for the National Championship. And we had beaten Tennessee in the Sugar Bowl in 1985, I think it was. We would have won a National Championship. And we had beaten Penn State in the Fiesta Bowl in 1986. We would have won a National Championship. Hey, well, hey that's, that's neither here nor there because we got Red on the line. Red, what's going on? What's happening, Red? Happy New Year, bro. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too, man. It's a great time, you know, in 2019. Man, right, I can think of right, a lot of people right. ain't make it over here to 2019. I'm very happy and very blessed to be here. And, uh, hey, thank God for it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Touche. Yep. Who you yep. liking this game tonight? You know, um, <laughs> man, I... I I really always like the underdog, and I don't want to say roll tide because uh, I really think they are the favorite in this game. And I'm pulling for Clemson. You know, I got some relatives yeah, in South Carolina. I kind of am too. Yeah, I'm pulling for Clemson. Yeah, pulling I for them. I really don't have a dog in this fight, but I mean, if I'm going to pick one, I just pick them. You know what I mean? I, I agree. I, I agree. You know, uh, a, a guy told me um, we were talking over the weekend. He said, as soon as Saban leaves that job, Dabo Sweeney steps right in and takes on that job. But is the grass greener on the other side? You know, is it is it going to be better for him if he ever decides to leave Clemson? And Dabo go? can recruit, man. That's what it boils yeah. down to, man. Dabo can recruit. I think he can do that. I mean, I don't know. But I, Dabo can recruit. That's what it boils down to. You know that. That's called football, you know man. You're right. And he can recruit. When you got a when you got a quarterback that played for the national championship leave, so the one behind him can step in and keep the undefeated season going. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah well, that's exactly the old. You know what I mean? I mean, he's, yeah. You know, it's, yeah, man. I think he could do that. I mean, you. I mean, we heard that's the first I heard that, but I don't know. I don't either, and, and and really, you know, this this is really putting the uh, the cart before the horse because Saban. He he's gonna coach what at least four more years or so, you know. I don't think he's ever gonna go back and test the waters in the NFL again. He's been there, done that. That's not gonna happen. So um, well, I, I, I really think that. he's gonna he's gonna be around for four or five more years, maybe. Yeah, at least. Debo building building his own thing, man. I mean, he's building his own right. thing. They just won a national championship two years ago. You're right. They, he exactly. is building his own thing. Hey, you do it again tonight, man. That's not no. Uh, that's not no fluke about it. So, 
two out of the last three years? No, there is no fluke. And when you I look mean, at it, hey, he's, a lot. he's been there the last three years. Yeah. You understand know what I'm saying? Hey, yeah, you had yeah. to go through so him the to win the championship. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So I, I, you know, I, I applaud Davo Sweeney, and um, you know, for a while there, I thought Clemson had had a fluke going. I thought it was like a one-hit wonder. I didn't really believe in this guy Davo Sweeney, and um, but I'm drinking the Kool-Aid now. I think he's the real deal. He's proven himself to me uh, by far. You know. Yeah, when you look at those guys that were doing all that stuff for man, the NFL doing it now. You know, so at a high level. You understand what I'm saying? I'm talking about, you know, Hopkins and um, and Watson. Those two, among others, are, are playing at a very high level. And, and, um, are you kidding me? In, Sammy in Watson. Uh, 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 it's a lot of them cats, man. Yeah. All of them. A lot of cats on defense, too. But um, on the Buccaneer front, man, um, Jerry McCoy was walking around hugging people and telling them thank you today. And what would this be for, uh, Red? I don't, I, I, I don't think, I don't think he's going to be there next year. Oh, wow! That is, that's, that's a big story. Yeah, I, I, Jeremy, I really, Jeremy yeah. McCoy was walking around. Jeremy McCoy was walking around, hugging people and thanking them, and you know what I mean. They had a lot of, you know, you know, it was kind of one of them days today. Well, you know, they said, yeah. I'm looking at an article now that say he he reiterates the uh, the desire to stay with the team, you know. But really, um, the, the 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 top is always going to be the people that get cut in the NFL. Not get cut, but if you can save money by getting two players, and Gerald McCoy, you know, he still has a lot of lot of play in him. I think. Yeah, he does. And I think. I think it's a money decision. If he if he leaves this team, it's definitely going to be for money. That'd be the only reason that uh, that they'd get rid of him. I would well, think. Yeah. I don't know, man. They got a high draft pick, and like I said, there's a lot of guys on the board. You know what I mean? They know what needs to be addressed. Oh yeah, you know it, it, it is. A, it, it's a lot of guys on the board, and. Um, and and I, I, I guess the biggest question is who's going to come in here and, co- and coach this team, and, and what's your what's your thoughts on who would you like to see come in here and coach this team? I, I, I'd like to see Bruce Arians. I think that's probably who it's going to be anyway. I'd like to see him. He brings some discipline to this team, man, and that's what this team lacks. I mean, they got tons of talent. They need discipline, man. The holding penalties on uh, I mean and and. Uh, the uh, pre-snap penalties, man. They need discipline, man. You know? And it, all, it don't always take the most talented guy. Sometimes it's just need a guy that just going to do what you tell him to do. You know what I'm saying? I, I hear you. I hear you. What do, what do you think about this guy, uh, Chris Richards? You know, his name is flying around a lot. Eric Bieniemy, his name is flying around a lot. And not just for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, job, for other jobs too. Bruce Arians, his name is flying around a lot. But Bruce Arians is probably going to be the guy, man. Bruce Arians. When I look at Bruce I Arians, I really think of him. I don't as, know who his, his offensive coordinator. I don't know. I don't know who he would bring as offensive coordinator. I don't know if he would if he would keep the one. He probably bring his own coaching staff. I don't know. 
I, I don't know, but we'll find this out in the next couple of days, I think. Yeah, no. well, you know, Bruce Arians left the Cardinals. You know, maybe he was claiming the same thing. Um, Aaron Meyer was claiming when he left the Gators that he was sick and his health wasn't good and he just needed no, a No, that was a real thing with that was a real thing with Bruce Arians. That was a real I thing with Bruce Arians. I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't real with Bruce with uh with uh with uh Urban Meyer. I'm not saying it wasn't real. I think he did have some health issues and he just came back from it, you know what I mean? I'm not saying he was faking or nothing like that, but uh Bruce Arians thing was was real. He needed some time away. I mean he was a uh, you know, it was a heart condition, I think it was. Hey, and, and I'm just saying, man, you know, and, and most time, in most cases, when you have a heart condition, it's not something that, that gets better when you're over 60 or 65 years old. And and this this coaching job, man, he, these guys have beds in the locker room, man. I mean, because they stay there. I mean, it's it's a 18-hour-a-day job. They go, they, they get four hours of sleep. Right, you know? right, so, right. We can, we can look at it like that, but we can also say that we're not doctors. You know what I'm saying? You're and, right, and and, and 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 part of his interview was a physical. So, well, I mean, hey, they, I, that right there is a red flag for me. I mean, really, that's yeah, a they, red flag. If I got to give a coach a physical before he get a job, and well, I think all coaches should take a physical. But in in Bruce well, there's a lot of coaches that's not that's not spring chickens. You know what I mean? I so. agree. Yeah, I think all of them should take a physical. If we're gonna, the players should take a physical. The coaches should too. And players gonna yeah, be drug tested. The coaches should too. You know, play. Yeah, that's that's how I look at it. But I I really think that this is um this is a red flag for for Bruce Arians, and I I just think um his his age has a lot to do with it. The the ability to hang in here with these guys that are in their youth. I mean, you talk about guys, when you get 30, 30 years old as a player in this league, you're literally old. You know, you've been in the league yeah. seven or eight years and you're old. You know, yeah. um, so for us to think that a 70-year-old man can keep up with guys that are in the prime of their life, I, that's one of the reasons I don't, I don't think, really he's, I don't think he's 70. I think he's, I think he's 66. Okay, 66. All right, but hey, but I think you know one of the things that I have to um, now that we're talking about age, but I want to applaud the referees, NFL referees, uh, whatever, whoever put them up, the NFL, because the NFL referees have, have appeared to have gotten younger. You know what I mean, and they needed to because if you're going to try yeah. and keep up with the most with superior athletes like these players in the NFL, you need to have some youth on your side. I just it, it bugged okay. me to see NFL referees 66 years old trying to keep up with guys that are 22 and 24, okay. 26 years now, old. Now, I'm going to tell you something else that appeared with the referees I saw in that cowboy that cowgirls game uh the other day. The the Seahawks had Five penalties on them in the entire game. Four of them, if I'm not mistaken, I have to do the math on them. If I'm mistaken, you can correct me. Four of them, if I'm not mistaken, came in the fourth quarter. And most of those was on third down. It was like they, they I, I mean, I don't know. Somebody else maybe can go back and look at that and see something else. But I was looking for a flag every third down on that very last drive against the Seahawks, man. And it happened every single time, every single time, man. And, and and that just was, I mean, to me, that just was a bad look. It was a bad look, man, a very bad look. You know, let the players play, man. 
Let the players play. Ain't nobody come there to see no referee uh, 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 um, on TV, dude. You know, I know the game got to be regulated, but I mean, some of these penalties, man, it's like I, I really don't want to say it, man. I don't, really, I don't want to be that guy. But I mean, it just looked a certain way to me. You know. While you I'm know, talking uh, about that, did you see? While I'm talking about that, did you see the uh, Golden State and uh, Rockets game? That was ridiculous. I mean, now, don't get me Thanks. wrong. Uh, uh, um, um, the, the 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 most the prolific offensive player in the game showed everything that you needed to see from him in that game. But yeah, I, I did see that call, man. When Kevin Durant, he took four steps out of bounds, then he jumped up and knocked the ball in bounds, and they didn't see it. see it with a toe on the line sometimes. All the time, they catch it with a heel. All the time, they see a toe on the line. line. Two feet out of bounds, save it, Steph Curry make the shot, and it counts somehow. Now, and he's wearing now, again, size 26 again, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy, but, I mean, that just looked a certain way to me. And he was wearing that guy, a size I mean, 26 I mean, tennis shoe. Nike, if yeah, I'm not yeah. mistaken. Something like that. Yeah, come on, man. That that was that was that was incredible, man. That was that was unbelievable. That just looked, that just yeah. looked a certain way to me. But I'm gonna say while we're talking about James Harden, I'm gonna tell you about um, Michael Jordan. I wasn't the biggest Michael believer in Michael Jordan in in, in the beginning. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. he's hitting four thirty, forty, fifty points. I'm like, dude, he can't keep doing that, and he kept doing it. I'm like, dude, Clyde Drexler is gonna win this finals right here, and he beat him. I'm like, dude, the Knicks are gonna beat him, and he beat them. It came a point in my life when I was a young man that I had to take my hat off and recognize Jordan was the best. Okay? Now, with that being said, I'm not putting James Harden in the same light as Michael Jordan. But the other night, I had to take my hat off to, to James Harden, dude. James Harden is another he, – he's he, he, he on another planet right now. He really is, man. He's on another planet. I mean, not I mean, only does his jump shot, but the way he can um, get contact, go to the line, his free throws. With the best you know, I mean, this guy, this guy, he he makes layups when you think he's getting ready to shoot a jump shot. He'll, he'll take it to the hoop like it's nothing, about. man. So the bearded man is something special, man. Hey, Red, you got to get out of here, man. We got some callers on the line. Thanks for calling, man. Don't be a stranger. We're here every Monday night. Appreciate you. You got it, man. Thanks for having me. Always. Thanks. Hey, um... Later, Josh. We, we got Josh on the line. Uh, we got Joe on the line. No, excuse me. George. What's going on, George? What's going on, man? Hey, man. Love and life. Hey, George. What's happening? I can't call it, man. Just calling in the show. I just heard that little conversation there about James Harden. Oh, man. And uh, this, this is a good segue into talking to you. And, and ladies and gentlemen, we got George McCloud on with us tonight, a prolific three-point shooter in the NBA, former Florida State Seminole. Um, George, what's happening with you, man? Thanks for calling. We really appreciate this. Oh, no, no doubt. No doubt. I really appreciate coming on. But uh, I'm going to disagree with, with that about James Harden with, with, with Mike, you know, because yeah. Mike was just different, man, with, with, with the with the rules that we played with, if you put Mike in this era, not just Mike, if you put Bernard King, if you put Moses Malone, if you put, you know, I mean, you can go on and on with the no-touching 
you know, a lot of the guys that's playing now couldn't play against, you know, the power forwards when when I came into the league. I mean, it, it, imagine what, what Mike would do if you couldn't touch him. There was 37 points a game when you could ride him all the way down the court with your hand on his side or knee in his butt and forearm in his back, and he averaged 37. So it would be a, it would be a difficult... It would be very difficult to stop Mike from averaging probably 50, especially with the amount of shots guys are putting up now. And, you know, Mike was a you, – you hardly ever see Mike go 13 for 35 or 16 for 32 because he was a 51, 52% career shooter. You know, James Harden is scoring a lot, but he's taking 35 shots over this little span that he's – and I love James Harden. But, you know, he's become a volume shooter. You know, he, he, he pretty much has to because with Chris Paul being out. But you can't, you can't compare that to, to Mike, man, because Mike was, Mike was as good a shooter from 20, 20 feet in than, than anyone who's ever played in the, in the league. You just exactly. go back and put on some of Jordan tapes and watch how many shots he made you know, at that 18 to 20 foot. Now, he wasn't a three-point shooter, but that's because, you know, that, that part of the game wasn't emphasized like it is today. Yeah. Hey, and, you know, George, um, I, wanna, I want people to understand who we're talking to. And we, this is George McLeod, ladies and gentlemen, played with the Indiana Pacers, the Dallas Mavericks, the, uh, played with Phoenix and Denver. You know, in 12 years in the NBA, so we got we got NBA pedigree here. We got NBA knowledge. Played with against Jordan. Come on, George. So we we taking your word for it for sure. Now I'm a big fan of Michael Jordan, and when people ask me who was the greatest player in NBA history, and you know, I go back. We're almost the same age. I think I'm a little older than you, but Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to me was the greatest player in NBA history. I saw him play for, it seemed like, all 20 of his years. I started watching him play when he was with the uh, with Milwaukee, you know, with the Milwaukee Bucks. So I, I, I always thought that Kareem was just, his shot was unblockable. Um, he, he, you couldn't get a, you couldn't, the offense didn't really get set until, until Kareem got down the court. And he took his time getting down the court sometimes, too. But you look up every once in a while, a cap, you know, race down the court and dunk on you. So uh, I always <laughs> thought that Kareem was the greatest player in NBA history to me. And I still say that to this day. I mean, I, I can't argue with you on that. If, if anyone can make that claim besides Mike, and it, it, it would definitely be Cap. I mean, because he had a shot. His shot was unguardable. You can't say that about – you can't even say that about Mike. But Kareem, there's nothing you could do with Kareem Skyhook. You couldn't just bang him and push him out because he wasn't a soft player. Everybody knew Kareem was, was tough. And once he got to a spot that, – that, that was the difference in the way the game was played years ago, early yeah. age. Guys got the spots on the court. You know, now yeah. – Kobe, LeBron, they shoot all over the court. If yeah. you watch Kevin Johnson, I played with KJ and Jay Kidd and Steve Nash when I was in Phoenix, and practice it mm-hmm. was like unbelievable. But KJ got to spots on the court, 
and he would all he would make the damn shot almost. I'm, I'm sorry, but I get excited when I talk about those three guys because I. <laughs> hey, have you can get excited on, on Voice America, George. Go ahead. Okay, every day to to watch those three guys go at it, and you're talking about should be KJ should be a Hall of Famer, with yeah. no, no doubt about it. Yeah. But to watch those three guys go at it every day in practice, it was it was it was unbelievable, man. Yeah. Hey, George, man, I want you to do me a favor. We got to take a quick commercial break, George. Please hold through this break and give us a little bit more about your feelings of how these guys are playing today. James Harden, what's going on with KG out there, what you think about his future with um, with um, Golden State. And uh, and I really want to give you a, get your opinion on the Greek freak. What you think about him? How uh, will he be the NBA MVP this year? Hey guys, we're gonna take a quick commercial break, and when we get back, we'll be talking a little bit more with twelve year veteran NBA George McLeod. We'll be right back after these messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio. Live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. Call him today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send an email to sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Ladies and gentlemen, we got George McLeod on the show with us tonight. And George is a 12-year NBA veteran. Um, Played with the Dallas Mavericks, Phoenix Suns, uh, Indiana, um, Denver, you know, and he lives down in South Florida, and he's a Floridian. George, welcome back to the show, man. And George, the reason I say um, um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the greatest player in the history of the game to me, and because today he still holds the record for the most points scored in the NBA. Agreed. No, like I said, no, no debate for me on that. I can give you a debate, but this, if you look at the shoes that Kareem played in, the nutrition that he had to deal with versus what the guys had 
now, all right. the supplements and stuff. If you if you if you give that to Kareem with the floors <laughs> that we play on now, the practice, the being able to sleep on you know on a, on a chartered plane. I mean, you got right. you can take that. You can do, do that with any sport. I mean, imagine Jim Brown with the luxuries that you know some of these running backs have now. Earl exactly. Campbell. I mean. Yes, you know their body wouldn't be as beat up as it, as it is with, with all of those, you know the the newfound technology of getting guys back on the court after you. I mean, ACL. When I first came in the league, your career was almost over. Now yeah. guys back in eight months, seven months. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you're right. You know, and 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 they're playing better than they did before they left. <laughs> With, you know, back in the day, a guy's career was over if if he had an ACL, MCL. Come on. And yeah. don't even think about yeah. Achilles tendon. A ruptured Achilles oh, tendon please. back in the day, your career was history. And now we see guys coming back playing better. I don't understand that. <laughs> exactly. So when you make that comparison with, with even Mike, Mike had the technology of shoes, and his shoes were different than the shoes that, that you go buy in the store. You know, it's made with the insoles, the orthotics, and everything. It's, so it's, it's it's a little different. But just just imagine Kareem with with, with all that. It, it it would be it would be ridiculous, man. Yeah, it would be ridiculous. Yeah. Now you know, George. Um, you know, when we look at your career in the NBA, you know, you you came into the NBA um, before the three point uh, line or during. While you were there, they converted to the three-point line. Which one was it? No, I came in with, with the three-point line. I came in, with the they, they had the three-point line. They moved it back. You know, it was it was closer before. Not now it's back. Um, so, I mean, it, it's a difficult shot. It, 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 it's a, you know, it's the reason why guys percentage. That, that shot right there is one of the shots that, that an indication of if you can shoot shoot that shot or not because it's going to show on your on your three-point percentage. I mean, there's a reason why guys are open. That's what the coach once told me. Certain guys got shots. He's like, look, it was, a, it was a reason why you was open. They want you to shoot. Yeah. You know, so you, you, got a lot of guys, you got a lot of guys that today that's playing, you know, are not really good shooters, but they, they, the shot is, is so – they welcome that shot. Now, I remember early in the season when Melo did a step-back shot, and yeah. he, he he made a two, and he, he apologized to the bench. He was like, my bad. So they encourage you to shoot that, that, that shot. And the three-pointer. Just like I was telling you about Jordan, if Jordan takes ten threes, he may make three or four. That means his points going to go up. He's not going to be a he's not going to be a terrible three point shooter. You give him over the course because he he's a worker. I mean, that's the thing as you know that when you're dealing with greatness, greatness practice great. I mean, when you, it, I play with J Kid, and if you've seen the way J Kid practice, and the, the guys used to tell me the same thing about Michael Jordan, the, the same thing you see in games, you see in practice every day. So it's just a habit, you know. You, you know, guys look at you. You, you played. We, we was there with Michael Irvin. I was I there with Michael Irvin, man. Mike. I never I seen anybody work as hard as Michael Irvin, man. <laughs> if he, if, if anybody guy. ever practiced 
with Michael Irvin, they actually saw someone work like a machine, man. I mean, it was unbelievable. That's exactly what they did at Robin. Dennis one, one, used to one, run that hill. He used to run that hill that Walter Payton ran, and he used to cry going up the hill, running, crying, tears coming down his face. And that, that's, that's how. And you wonder why, you know, the great players are great. They, yeah. they don't understand how hard they work, man. Yep. They separate themselves, man. I mean, really. Yeah, I remember one practice, man. We had, it seemed like all of our receivers were hurt. Brian Blaze, um, everybody was banged up and wasn't practicing. It was Michael Irvin and a walk-on. And I'm telling you, I think the walk-on got three reps the whole practice. Three reps in all of our, in all of our team drills. And, I mean, we went. Back to back, to back. We worked hard at UM, man. But what the walk on got three reps, and I know we must have went over at least probably a hundred plays. And this kid got three, so Mike ran thirty-seven out of those three out of the hundred. Um, that's just the kind of worker he was, man. Nobody worked harder than him. That was just hey, one of the questions. I, I got a buddy who played with the Cowboys as a rookie. He was telling me stories. He was like, "Gee, look, I, I would be like," and he's twenty-three years old. Mike, thirty. He would go out in the morning. He'd be in a full sweat before you even get there. Then he'd go run routes with, with the receiver. Then he'd go run the routes with the tight end. He'd go get something. He'd come right back out on the field. He was like, Gee, you, you can't imagine how Mike worked, man. It, it was just like he was he was, had a battery in his back. Yeah. And I'm telling you, man, this was in college. Cause we only had a limited amount of time. We could practice in college. So when you get to the pros and they practice eight hours a day, I can only imagine the work that Michael Irvin put in, man. Really. When you run football 24-7, that's all you got to do is pray, play, play. You got to worry about going to class or nothing like that. I can only imagine, you know, because he was a machine. I mean, really, this guy, he, you know, he was a machine when we played. Um, and, and you're right, George, the the special players separate themselves. They really do. They, they yeah, really absolutely. do. Absolutely. Yep, yep. Hey, George, man, we're here every Monday night, man. Don't be a stranger. We got some people online. I really would wish you'd call. And we're going to set it up where you're calling. You're, you're going to be our guest, man, for basketball. We talk about what's going on in the league and get us up to date on what's happening around the NBA. Anytime, man. Anytime. Just let me know. I'll call in anytime. I love to, to discuss all, all sports, man. I know it. I know it. And George, um, by the way, um, Miami um, put it on Florida State this year, and we ain't really put I it knew, on. I knew but we did beat y'all, man. We, we be, I, I, I can't let you go that problem. while I'm saying that. Yeah, we did beat y'all, George. <laughs> you know, hey, hey but uh, you know what I think? It's about time. It's about time, that, you know, because we 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 done dominated the last seven eight years. Yeah, you had. And as a matter of fact, y'all was trying to make the um, Seminole Hard Rock Stadium Florida State Seminole Stadium. Had beat us like three or four times in a row in our stadium. So I'm so happy to get that monkey off our back and just to have a win against Florida State too, though, man. Hey, George, thanks for calling, man. Don't be a stranger. We're here every Monday night from 7 to 8 o'clock. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks. Hey, um, um, we still got Damon on the line. Damon, what's going on? Hey, how's it going, Daryl? Hey, man, loving this life I got, man. I know, I know you was happy to hear that guy we had on right there. That was George McLeod, one of the um, yes. most NBA basketball players to ever come from Florida State. 
I'm going to yep. take it back. Mainland Bucks. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I remember George. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Mainland Bucks. Yeah. Daytona Beast, the Mainland Bucks. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so you really you really know the George McCloud we're talking about. Yes, I do, yeah. man. Scott George is a good dude, man. I've known him for a while now, and... um. Uh, we got to get him on the show to be a guest. You know, 12 years in the NBA, playing against people like Jordan and Ewing and Dominique Wilkins and all of them guys, man. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You know, um, you know, George played from 1989 to 2002. You know, that's quite a career in the NBA. So, um, yeah, we got to get him back on the show and, and talk a little bit more about what's going on with him. And, and he's, he's a busy man and a real businessman, too. Yes, it's, it's, it sounds like he is. Ago. He, he had a pretty good career, from what I'm hearing. Yeah, he had a real good career, man. I mean, you know, you don't play in the NBA for 12 years and not be a good player, you know, really. And George was a, a prolific three-point shooter at one point, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was a real, he was a, a deep, deep shot. Yeah. George McCloud. Hey, but man, um, you know, the NFL playoffs are here, man. The Dallas Cowboys won their first playoff game in something like eight seasons. And um and 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 Dak Prescott looked pretty good, man. And I'd have to say that um Ezekiel Elliott really is a difference maker in this playoff. Well, all running back. If you got a good running game in the playoffs, man, it makes a big difference. Yeah, it makes you two dimensional versus the one dimensional, I mean. Um, I want to say just two dimensional, but it, you got options. But right, um, you know, like uh, a lot of people were saying they're going to arrest their players, but they only arrested him because he was carrying the load for you know most of the season, and he had to be ready for the playoffs. But that Dallas is our rival, but. Uh, I hope we meet up with them again so I can talk a little smack. Well, I, I really think um, the Cowboys are, uh, you know, they did the right thing definitely by arresting Ezekiel Elliott because you're right, man. This guy has been carrying a low for that team, you know, and, 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 and he needed a rest. Now, we're getting ready to really yeah. go into the, to the real playoff picture now, though. You know, the wild cards are over, but oh. We, we know all you got to do is get in. You know what I mean? And the Cowboys play the Rams this week in 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 Los Angeles. That's going to be – and they're playing on Saturday, 8 o'clock. That's going to be a big game for these for the, um, for the Cowboys, man. And, uh, and the Rams have been sitting back waiting. I think the Cowboys' defense is probably a lot better than the Rams' defense. I'll give them that right now. And I would have what? to say – as much as we want to call Todd Gurley the best running back in the league, him and Ezekiel Elliott, to me, are, are probably close. You understand what I'm saying? They do similar things, and one may do one a little bit better than the other. I think Zeke might run maybe a little bit between the tackles a little better than, than uh, Gurley, but uh, I think Gurley catches the ball as well as Zeke out of the backfield. So they do a lot of the same things really good. And uh, I don't think we we going it's it's not much difference in the running game, and, but I do think there is a difference in the defense. I think right. I I, I, I just think the Cowboys' defense overall is going to be a little bit better, even though um, the Rams got a solid defense now. Really, 
Well, as they were saying, uh, the run defense is a uh, suspect because they were giving up almost four yards uh, uh, a carry. I mean, they're, they're giving up four yards, and Zeke can get four yards. And yeah. that's, that may be the difference maker because um, everything else will be almost the same. Yeah. And, and and you're right. So I'm saying, who, who do you who do you think has the advantage here? Is it the is it the Rams? They got the home field advantage. Well, uh, if everybody's healthy, I would say so because they get, they got two Pro Bowl caliber guys in uh, uh, Key Talib and, and and Marcus Peters. But it's it, it depending on which one of those guys show up because they've been suspect too over the season. And they have, and Tlaib has been injured quite a bit. But I really think the biggest thing, the, the the biggest person they got on defense, not the biggest person, but this this dude Aaron Donald, they caught, they say he could be the NFL Defensive Player of the Year. So you know, if this guy is going to be the NFL Defensive Player of the Year, and he's been wrecking havoc this season, uh, I really think that uh, Aaron Donald, um, you know, he could he, he he could be the difference maker. Um, um, this year for this, he he could be the difference maker for sure, but I think um, I you know I really still think the Cowboys defense has has just played better, and I think those linebackers the Cowboys have are really uh, they they some kind of special too. Oh yeah, the, the two tandem line. Oh yeah, the, the rookie and uh, Smith. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I really they, think they got a good tandem going. Yeah, they do. They do. So, you know, the the, the Cowboys. Uh, and, and and I'm not a Cowboy fan. You know, I'm I'm, uh, I'm not gonna say I'm a Cowboy hater, but I'm not a Cowboy fan. Hey, Damon, I want you to hold with us for a quick minute, man. We got to get back on the schedule here with these commercials and uh, hold real quick. And we'll be right back talking more sports info. Um, about sports around the world. We'll be right back after these messages. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside the minds of the players and coaches? We talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college sports. We'll review and preview this week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 
888-346-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. Call him today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send an email to sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. We got we still got Damon on the line. You know, Damon, we was that the, the guy Donaldson, I mean, really, he is he is really some kind of special player, man. Um, for those Cowboys. I mean, this no, not the Cowboys, but for the Rams. And, well, uh, you know, he was uh, the only unanimous uh, pick for the Pro Bowl. Wow. So that's yeah. saying something in itself. That is. I mean, really, that's saying something in itself, you know. And, and um, you know, when we, when we look at um, – at these receivers that the, 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 the uh, Cowboys got, that dude Alan Hearns, former University of Miami wide receiver, he got hurt in the game, and he's definitely out. But Amari Cooper has made a big difference for the Cowboys. I mean, th- this guy has he, – he, we are. I was wondering, what are they going to do without a Dez Bryant? What are they going to do without a big-time receiver? And they went out and got one of the biggest – time receivers that they could have got in Amari Cooper. And and Amari Cooper looked like he was just being held back from what he's the way he's playing in Dallas looked like he was being held back playing for the Raiders. Well see the Ra- Raiders like they always been a bunch of talent and they they couldn't do anything. So now now he can go to where they need talent and he can shine. If that means anything, because you know everybody got to be a lot of big fish in, in in a small pond, and yeah. that's what it that would have seemed like to me. I, I would have to agree, you know. But he's he's playing some light side football since he's been um been with the Cowboys and um and uh, Dakota Prescott. Look for him though. You know what I mean? It's not like it's not like he is he's hesitant. No, when he when he wants to throw that fifty fifty ball, he's looking for Amari Cooper. You know, and he didn't have that when Dez Bryant left. You know, uh, Cole Beasley is a tight receiver. And Alan Hearns is a pretty good receiver too. But they're no they're no Amari Cooper. And uh and and, and, and you gotta you gotta really applaud Jerry Jones too. Because Jerry Jones went out and got Amari Cooper. And and without them bringing Amari Cooper in, there's no way in the world the Cowboys would be sniffing at the playoffs. You're right. Yeah. So, I you know I I'm, I'm happy for him. I I really think. No, 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 Damon, why we got you here, man? What you think about your boy for uh, uh, Lamar Jackson? Did you see any of that game, the Baltimore Ravens? Yeah, I I actually did. Um, it was just like. 
they was like tit for tat. They 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 couldn't really move the ball until like maybe the fourth quarter. And and everybody was rooting for Joe Flacco to come in. But somebody stood up and one of the players stood up and said, Hey man, this this who got us here. So let's roll with the punches. And he started settling down, but it was it was too late too late. But it, yeah, it's, I, it's, yeah. a, it's an experience. Yeah, it, it it was it it was an experience, and he's he is a rookie, and uh, you know, and and I think it was really kind of um, tasteless and not very nice for the Raven fans to be booing this young man as a rookie and uh, and get them to the playoffs. I just think I just don't think that was fair, and uh, and I don't you know a lot of people were waiting on Joe Flacco to come in the game. I'm not one of them. I think that that game was his to win or lose, you know. Um, so it was he should have he should have been there from the beginning to the end. Uh, 14 or 29 for 194 yards, two TDs and one interception is not bad for a guy in his first NFL playoff game. But I tell you what, though, he's got to hold the ball a, a little more securely because uh but he's he's uh Holding it with one hand, anybody's swiping at the ball. Everybody's swiping at the ball. And he's going to have to realize that because otherwise you're going to have to tuck and run. But he can't always do that. But you're that right. was his only knock. Yeah. Now, so, um, you know, Damon, do you, do you think that this kind of football, the way Lamar Jackson is playing, and we know how the NFL are – the second and third and fourth time around when they see you. If he brings this same thing to the table for NFL team, the fourth time that he plays them, and if Harbaugh doesn't find out some kind of way to to be more creative with him, and I, I'm sure they will in this offseason, they're going to find more ways to be creative with him. But do you think he's going to be able to withstand the pressure and the physicality of the NFL, the way he's playing, running the ball the way he's running, between the tackles, outside, inside. Do you think he's going to be able to hold up? If he don't, he can look look to the bench and you see the same guy that it, that that resembled him. He's sitting down on the bench <laughs> now. A couple of operations, he'll be sitting on the bench too in RG3. You're right. He, he was uh, – he was doing the same thing. A little freak accident, but Michael Vick, uh, he was the only one that I know that surpassed all that. But the yeah, off the field issues got him. Yeah. But he'll be like RG3. Now, I'm going to tell you, like you honestly, so. I, I really think, um, I think this guy, Lamar Jackson, is the closest thing we've seen to Michael Vick in a long time. Oh, yeah. And I think, I think if, if they can play him like like Michael Vick played with the Cardinals, oh man, I think this he could be something very very special because this guy he does resemble Michael Vick quite a bit, and uh, he ha- his arm is not bad. He I think he has a pretty good arm. I think uh, a pretty good his accuracy is good. So I really think mm-hmm. that um, um, he's going to be a, a um, I think I think he's going to be around for a while. The, my only concern. Is the same concern that that um that that Robert had this health? Can he stay healthy? 
you know, because these guys play, they play for keeps in the NFL. I mean, ain't no giveaways. Ain't no get, can I have it back? No, they want to knock no. it out. So that's my concern for him uh, running the ball and playing at, at the way they're playing. You know, it's a lot of teams that play, that run their quarterbacks like this in college, but these teams really have two and three quarterbacks that they play. And, uh, and this cat, Lamar Jackson, had nine carries for 54 yards. He was a leading rusher. Uh, behind him was uh, Gus Edwards, eight carries for 23 yards. And as it's hard to be the leading rusher in the NFL and be the quarterback and think you're going to sustain health. Yeah, you're right. Because um, you still got to maintain the um, the passing game too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 when we look at it, you know, yesterday's game. Who who? When you just think at think of it off the top, who do you think threw threw for more yards? Uh, Philip Rivers or Lamar Jackson? I believe Lamar Jackson. Um, I, I want to say because. Um, Later on in the game, that's when they got most of their uh, their runs. Right, and you're right. And later in the game, um, uh, uh, the L.A. Chargers was trying to hold their lead, where they was just trying to run the ball and run the clock out. And Philip Rivers threw for uh, 23 or 32, 160 yards, and no TDs, no interceptions. Lamar Lamar Jackson threw 14. Of 29, 194 yards, two TDs and one interception. So you know he he didn't have a he didn't have a bad game, man. He he really didn't. Um, and, and he and he scored 14 points and they scored 14 points in the fourth quarter. So no, he didn't have a bad game. I just think that um, you know he was going up against a real veteran quarterback. You know we talking about a guy that came in the league when um when when Eli Manning and and um Ben Roethlisberger came in the league. You know, I mean, that's just a uh, mile marker for him, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, hey, Damon. Hey, man. Thanks for calling. We're about to wrap this thing up. I think we might have one more okay. call on. But, hey, don't be a stranger, I, man. Go ahead. Before I go, I want to give a shout-out to the Philadelphia Eagles. Hope we uh, continue doing what we're doing and go all the way. Hey, I, I, I like what they're doing. What a close game yesterday, 15-16. And just think, I had yeah. it over in that game. It was 42 points. <laughs> uh, hey, David, thanks, man. We appreciate you. Don't be a stranger, man. We're here every Monday night. Appreciate it. All right. Hey, and, uh, and yesterday, the doggone, and yesterday, um, the Indianapolis Colts, man, I mean, who, who would have thought that the Colts would be in the playoffs and Andrew Luck would be looking like the old Andrew Luck. You know, because a lot of people counted it. this guy off two years ago where we thought he was probably never going to ever play again. And Andrew Luck is really, he, you know, looked like we may have woke up a sleeping giant with this Andrew Luck. I think Andrew Luck a really is... really good uh, ball. Yeah. Yeah, I think Andrew Luck is, is, um, is, is possibly... Um, you know, who knows how far he could take this team, man. 19 or 32, 222 yards, two TDs and an interception. You know, but um, Watson yesterday, um, 
he just uh, he just really had to. They they never got seemed like they never got on track. I mean, Deshaun Washington, twenty nine of forty nine. He had the ball through the ball forty nine times for two hundred thirty five yards on one TD, one interception, uh, eight rushes for seventy six yards. He was a leading rusher on that team. Um, that's that's just not. I don't think that's a, a recipe for success in the NFL when your quarterback is your leading. Russia, it's just difficult, and, I, and 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 it's not healthy for a quarterback or a team because we all know when we get a quarterback out of the game, we have the advantage. When your backup quarterback steps on the field, we have the advantage. And when you run your quarterback eight, nine times a game, I mean, you're really almost asking for your backup quarterback to come in the game pretty soon because if you hit twelve rushes. He's probably going to come in the game. And, and some of these rushes are included in sacks, but some of these are actually designed runs that we see quarterbacks doing in this NFL game. And we see and we see the two quarterbacks that were actually running quarterbacks are probably gone now. And I'm talking about um, um, Deshaun Watson, he's what we consider a running quarterback, and um, Lamar Jackson what we consider a running quarterback. I don't think Russell Wilson is that. He's out of the playoffs, but I really think Russell Wilson is more like a drop-back quarterback. But this week, we're going to really, really see some um, some real NFL playoffs now because the pitcher's already set. Um, you know, it is what it is, and it's going to be some good games coming up this week. Um, I, th- I think... It's hard to say um, who will, who will come out of this thing on top. The New England Patriots, Kansas City Chiefs, both of these teams are rolling into the playoffs with a with a week off, a a bye. So it's going to be interesting to see how things happen and uh, uh, how things go in this NFL in the playoffs this year. Yep, um, but. Remains to be seen. Yeah, it is. It is. It does remain to be seen. And and, and who who do you have as a favorite in this playoff, Dame? Oh, I mean, East. I mean, NFC or AFC? AFC. Uh, AFC right now. Um, I won't. I'm I'm not really. Not really sure, but uh, I would go with uh. I don't know, not the Patriots, because I don't want to see them in it. I hear you. So you I think might the Chargers got a chance against the Patriots? Okay. I want the Colts. I like the Colts. I, I, I would really like to see Andrew Luck go to the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I, I'm telling you, man, I think that would be cool if Andrew Luck went to the Super Bowl. But at the same time, Philadelphia Eagles, they are. they got to be the long shot story, the Cinderella story for the NFL season and this year's Super Bowl. Hey, guys, we'll be back next week with more sports information. Thanks for our callers. Thanks for George McLeod. Thanks for Damon. Thank you, Red, always. We'll be back next week with more sports information. Peace. <laughs>
Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more sports info UM. We'll see you then. Thank you.